coming up on the show with Miss Radio Sapphire. Polyamory is what you make it to be, but one thing you need to be is very open, secure. Jealousy, it happens, but you need to control it. You know, boundaries have been tested and we always rehash, you know, rules and relationships all the time. Like we we do frequent check-ins, which happens bi-weekly for us. And I, I tell people, you know, if you're not checking in your, into your relationship, is it really a relationship to begin with? The people that I have a very loving relationship, my tribe and, and polyamory in general and being in the lifestyle, um, it got me in tuned with the ability to love and to freely just like start seeing the things that others see in me. I vowed I was not gonna fall in love, like fuck relationships, fuck love. I now know, God, this makes me very emotional. I now know that this man truly does love me. You are now listening to the Venus Cuckoldress podcast, a place to learn all things cuckolding for the curious, the passionate, and the sexually empowered woman who wants it all. Go to venuscuckoldress.com. You'll find the new Queen's Quarters fan destination. Book a one-to-one chat with me, listen to the private podcast, and even get access to my secret Snapchat group, where I share some of my most intimate encounters. Now sit back, make yourself comfortable, and let's dive right into this episode. Welcome to this episode, everybody. I'm your host, Venus. This is the Venus Cuckoldress Podcast, and this is going to be a great show. And the announcements I have beforehand, oh my God. Okay. On the show today, I have Miss Radio Sapphire, and she has one of the longest running podcasts on sexual health and lifestyle education in the world. And we're going to talk today about polyamorous relationships and the cuckolding overlap. It is a fascinating conversation. This is going to be really, really good. And for the first time ever on this show, I have a co-host joining me. (laughs) This is is so awesome. You might have heard of him before. His name, he goes by the name of Cock Next Door, and he's on the Mona app often. He's going to help me out with this show today. And yeah, it's, it's definitely good. And okay, let's get started with the announcements. These are big, (laughs) like big ass announcements. Wait till you hear it. Okay. Number one. Okay. This one, there's a promo code going on right now for the Helpful Cocktail until September 1st. So if you've been waiting to join the Helpful Cocktail and get all the benefits for supporting the podcast, then you need to take advantage of this promo code. It is the code is hot summer, all one word, and that gets you 10% off the Helpful Cuck Tier membership. So you get lots of bonus episodes and 
lots of replays of Pillow Talk, and you get one-to-one chats, the private podcast. You get access to my personal private Snapchat group, among lots of other things. Oh, and live hangouts with me every week. It is tons of fun. So if you've been sitting on the fence, now is the time to do it. You can go to venuscuckoldress.com, click on the link that says the Queen's Quarters Fan Hub. Okay, number two. <laughs> this is this is so awesome. This is cuck level 5,000, okay? Shout out, big shout out to one of my fans who's in the Helpful Cuck group. His name is Ryan, and he just got, like a week ago, he just got a Venus tattoo. <laughs> yes! It is my logo, my podcast logo. He got it tattooed on him and it looks fucking amazing. Like whoever did this tattoo did such a great job. The font is perfect. It looks so sharp. It is just amazing. So big shout out to Ryan for being the first person I think in the world to get the Venus tattoo. Yay. That's super great. Okay. Cuck level 5,000. Number three, Hot Wife Palooza. You may have remembered I talked about this last year. It's been, there, there's been a Hot Wife Palooza, um, takeover, hotel takeover event party, um, two years prior. And so this is the third one. I've not been able to make it to any of them, but I will be appearing at this one in Arizona. This is happening the weekend of September 15th. And I'm just reading the list of things going on for this event. It's it's pretty big. So this is just like, wow. Okay. Um, they have four parties, two bonus activities, a clothing optional pool, a jacuzzi, an epic group play facility. And of course, they have a big group of single guys, single gentlemen who understand how to conduct themselves. I would hope so. <laughs> they better be behaving themselves. Um, these groups truly do know how to create a safe, uplifting environment so that guests can let their hair down. That's what it says in the description and enjoy every hour of their weekend experience. So it is the whole weekend. It's at a boutique hotel in Tucson, Arizona from, like I said, September 15th to the 17th. And, um, I think last year there was like over 300 people that attended. So it's a big party, but not not too big. So it sounds like a good size where you can like get to know people, hang out, have fun. It sounds like it's going to be great. I know my friend Doc Chocolate is going to be there. So for all of you listening and you've been waiting for the day that I meet Doc Chocolate in person, it is happening <laughs> at Hot Wife Palooza in Arizona in September. So there you go. <laughs> going to be lots of fun. Um, So make sure if you want to come to this event, this is for couples and single gentlemen who um, I guess are bulls. If you want to go to this event, then you can uh, RSVP and register. You can just go to venuscuckoldress.com. It's on the events page, or you can visit their website, hotwifecommunity.com. The link will be in the show notes for today. So yes, I'm finally able to make it to Hot Wife Palooza. <laughs> it's going to be fun. It's going to be hot. It's going to be spicy. Last but not least, 
In August, I will be doing another live radio show on GTFO Radio. This time it's going to be Tuesday, August 15th at noon uh, Pacific time. That's 3 p.m. Eastern. And um, if you miss it, if you miss any of those uh, live radio shows, because I have awesome guests and it's like a ton of fun, um, then you can just catch them in the Queen's Quarters community. If you're a Friends with Benefits uh, tier member or a Helpful Cuck tier member, then you get access to those replays as well as the Pillow Talk replays. So there you go. Another tier benefit for you. Okay, that's it for announcements. Let's jump into today's show. Here we go. Joining me on the show today, I have the one and only Miss Sapphire. She is black, queer, polyam. Miss Sapphire is not your average radio personality. Since 2009, when she became the youngest on-air producer ever for Sirius XM, Sapphire has been heard on a wide variety of outlets, including CBS Radio and iHeartMedia and worked behind the scenes in the adult industry since 2012 when Playboy asked her to be a host and producer. Wow. And this keeps going on here. Currently, Sapphire is one of the premier hosts of the Moan app, a sex-forward platform for moderated conversations. Her world-famous podcast of 14 years, Sapphire's Earplay, is now in the top 2% of podcasts worldwide and boasts 98,000 listeners each month. In addition, you can hear Sapphire reporting traffic for Real 92.3 in LA and the Black Information Network on iHeartRadio. Spreading sex positivity and creating safe spaces for sex workers, Sapphire continues to be at the forefront of the audio world. Welcome to the show, Ms. Sapphire. Say hello to everyone. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much. I know that bio is a wordful, but yeah. Um... I tried. <laughs> no, no. You know what? Honestly, it, it, it's kind of crazy when you talk about your life and what you do in an industry for that long. So thank you. There's a lot of bragging rights in that in that bio. I'm like, damn. <laughs> You're like OG podcaster. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, before like podcasting became like a real thing, I remember like when I first started, people were like, what the fuck is a podcast? And I was like, oh, you know, it's like a radio after show. And people were like, okay, cool. And then all of a sudden, you know, people started hearing more. And at one point I was in competition with Sex with Emily. And I remember meeting Emily Morse a couple years after I graduated and she came to Playboy. And she's like, you're the bitch that keeps going back and forth with me on the radio. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> Like it was all love, like, yeah, it was great. So yeah, it, it's it's kind of wild. I'm 34 now, and yeah, I've been I've been doing this for a hot ass minute. Fuck yeah, that's awesome. Um, also joining me today on the show, I have a fucking wonderful co-host. <laughs> I have Cuck next door joining me. Some of you listening may recognize that name. He's often on the Moan app as well. Good friend of mine. And he's here to help me out today. And damn, do I need help up. I need help today. I do. <laughs> so I'm super happy to have you here with me as well. Cuck next door. Say hello to all the listeners. 
Hello, Venus listeners and everybody out there. Venus, it's a pleasure being on this platform with you. I've listened to you for a long time and being able to chat with you on Moan as well is 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 always so much fun. You too, Miss Sapphire, like just being on Moan and just the, the relationship that we've built. Um, it's just been really pure and genuine with, with both of you ladies and I'm just I'm just happy to be here with both of you this this Saturday afternoon and have a good time, have a great time, talk about polyamory, maybe some cuck holding. So yeah, I'm just your uh, your friendly neighborhood cuck next door. So <laughs> I love the name. It's so great. <laughs> and I feel like this episode we're just putting a fucking giant shout out to uh the Moan app. <laughs> I've been talking about the Moan app ever since it launched. It's such a great platform. And now that Twitter is fucking nose diving into whatever the fuck it's, I don't know, some weird place it's going. Um, um, yeah, I'm like, I, I just, I feel like that's where I'm going to be spending more of my time is on the Moan app and, and the Queen's Quarters community on venuscuckoldress.com. But yeah, the, the Moan app is wonderful. And it really connected the three of us together yes. um, a lot. Uh, over the last little while. So, all right, let's, let's dive into today's, uh, topic polyamory. Now you, okay, this polyam, this is a new word for me. I didn't know that, what that yeah. was. <laughs> so can you give our listeners a little idea of your history when it comes to your relationship style and how you got kind of got to where you are today? Oh God. Okay. So it's crazy. Um, for the longest, I like to say that I was, a hoe, not a, no, I'm a pro, not a hoe. So it's like my sexual history has been long and monogamy, as I've realized throughout my years of not really dating, but just having a lot of sex, it was just never my thing. And because of the fact that I'm queer, I like to joke around and say that I'm 99% lesbian, 1% bisexual. <laughs> and I realized that when I came into the relationship that I have with Mr. Suit and Tie, also known as Benjamin on uh, the Mona, we got together around like 2016, 2017. And we were establishing a relationship that was unlike any other that I've formed before. And it was just the fact that we were so open and free sexually together that we came across another couple who experienced polyamory, which means many loves to people who don't understand what that means. So it is a set of like ethical non-monogamy where all partners are seeking out multiple loves. Some people date together. Some people date separately. And, you know, it's just like an, it is kind of like an open relationship, but it really isn't because there's still the rules of a relationship between trust freeness, open-mindedness, et cetera, et cetera. So when the sir and I decided to become polyamorous, it was still on to the basis of, are we boyfriend and girlfriend? No, but we want to establish this polyamorous relationship because we were pretty much dating all the same people and fucking the same people and establishing not just relationships, but also really good, deep, meaningful friendships that was like unlike any other. So then around 2019, we made things official. We're in love with each other. We live together now. And we have a tribe of two other people, including the couple that introduced us formally to polyamory. It was a term that I had heard before, even in college, but it was nothing I 
thought of an interest of. But my girlfriend and her boyfriend and my man, suit and tie, we formed a tribe and we all date each other. The men are not sexually attracted to each other at all. It's just, you know, they're like our anchors. And we just have a very loving relationship where, you know, sometimes we go on dates together. Sometimes we go on dates separately. And, you know, we're friends at the end of the day. And I think when it comes to polyamory, people think that there's only one way to kind of practice it. Mm -hmm. But as I've developed more relationships with other people in the community, polyamory is what you make it to be. But one thing you need to be is very open, secure. Jealousy, it happens, but you need to control it. And we can get into that later. But I want people to understand that it's not polygamy because none of us are married and <laughs> it's not a, a sex thing. You know, sex is a bonus, but it's not something that is required to practice polyamory. And as Venus and I have talked about on my own show with her, you know, there are similar parallels to the cuckolding community, which we can get into as well. Hey guys, guess what? I have found something pretty amazing. It is a natural way for you to get better erection strength, quality, and firmness, all things I know you want. And it also gives you better performance and stamina in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And as a bonus, it benefits your overall cardiovascular and sexual health. It's called Joy Mode. And I love the name. It's a sexual performance booster, and it's made with science-backed ingredients. It's like a pre-workout supplement, but for the bedroom. So whether you're amping up the heat with the wife in the bedroom or you're going for gold <laughs> in a marathon session at a hotel takeover event, this supplement has to be part of your routine, part of the checklist. You can learn more and order yours at usejoymode.com. And if you enter the code Venus, you get 20% off. So that's usejoymode.com. Go ahead, get yours. Thank me later. Yeah, so okay, I'm so glad that you explained that because I'm like, okay, how's it different from open relationships? And um, and I like that you said that it's however you make it, like mm -hmm. it's you know, I guess unique to everybody, but was there a process in the beginning where you guys kind of sat down and hashed it out as far as like what this is going to be like, what are the rules, boundaries and limits and all that sort of stuff? Absolutely. And, you know, the sir and I, we've been together for a hot minute um, and rules and, you know, boundaries have been tested and we always rehash, you know, rules and relationships all the time. Like we, we do frequent check-ins, which happens bi-weekly for us. And I, I tell people, you know, if you're not checking in your, into your relationship, is it really a relationship to begin with? Because so you just you like bring it up and every week just, oh, hey, it's. Yeah. Right. Every other week we <laughs> with our relationships and, you know, we talk about everything. You know, we set the phones down, we share a glass of whiskey, wine, I'll play some vinyl, some music in the background. Sometimes we're naked, so we're completely vulnerable. And we assess our relationship and talk about where we are and, you know, how are things and everything like that. You know, are I have you, are you able to give me some examples of what your rules and limits oh, are? Oh, absolutely. So um actually, uh 
we had a threesome unexpected a couple of days ago. And so um, Friday night, we did a check-in just to make sure, you know, we were each equally okay with what had happened. And, you know, some of the rules that we have had before is that if somebody is going to have a date, we prefer to go to the said date's home or we go to a hotel, Airbnb, whatnot. Most of our partners all have their own spaces. So we usually just go to their spaces and have the dates. Um, Unless if they're part of the tribe, we don't necessarily have sex with people without each other in what I call our loving bed. It's just a boundary thing for me. I don't want to walk into a situation, especially with somebody that I'm not a part of, you know, and Mm -hmm. see my man fucking a chick that I really don't know or I don't really date. So that's like my personal boundary. I also am a germaphobe, so I'm kind of like, mm. <laughs> if it's not my girlfriend, mm-mm, ain't happening. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. I know a lot of people listening are probably wondering about the uh, sexual health aspect mm-hmm. of having multiple regular partners. Yes. So I openly have HSV. Um, which is herpes. Now, for all the people that might be pausing right now and be like, ew, herpes. First of all, herpes is very common. And if you really want to break it down, one in five people have herpes Mm -hmm. and probably don't even know it until the first outbreak happens. And I got my herpes diagnosis at the start of 2020. That's how my shit show of 2020 stopped. Oh, shit. Especially waking up on New Year's Day (laughs) after having glorious sex. I knew something was wrong with my body. Um, Now, three years later, I have not had an outbreak since March of 2020. And I continuously get myself tested. All my partners get tested. And my sir and I, we're actually, we, we have sex unprotected. And he has yet to have herpes. And he too gets checked frequently. Um, so moral of the story is no matter what type of sex you're having, please make sure, sure you're getting tested and getting tested regularly, whether it's every year, every three to six months, which I highly recommend, especially for those who may have STDs, STIs, um, get tested as frequently as possible. And you do need to specifically ask your doctor to get tested for herpes, by the way. It is not on the full screening panel. So that's something to also keep in mind. Um, But we also try to limit. I'm what we call now a selective hoe. I don't have sex with pretty much everybody. My man, however, he is a hoe. (laughs) Um, And he loves it when I call him that. So don't worry. That's not me degrading him at all because he is my sir. He is my dom at the end of the day. And it's a very respectful, loving relationship. But I am now selective and it also has to do with the fact that HSV, if you're not mature to have the conversation with me about having sex with me with HSV, it's a great way to vet out the partners that I don't need entering my body, period. (laughs) So with that said, um, we do go to sex parties. We do go to swinger parties. We do go to dungeons. And I've only been rejected one time. And honestly, to be honest, I dodged a bullet with that one. But Everybody I've talked to and encountered, you know, people understand. They get it. And most of the time when you're in this lifestyle, people are going to understand like, hey, when's the last time you had an outbreak? When? Let me see your test papers. Oh, cool. 
let's fuck. And, you know, I fuck with condoms. Um, He's the only person that I do not have protective sex with. But if I do feel like I'm having an outbreak, you know, we don't have sex until I feel like everything's clear. So those are my preventative acts um, as far as, you know, sex goes. And what's really great about in my tribe, if there was a scare, which has happened before um, with STDs, everybody knows. You know, we text each other, hey, you might want to go get tested. A partner outside of our circle may have been infected with something. I tested negative. Hope you guys are negative as well. That's how we prevent everything. Wow. It takes a lot of like straight up open conversation. I tell people, you know, polyamory is not for everybody, especially if you are not willing to be vulnerable and open and tap into a lot of things that you may not even experience in monogamous relationships. So it comes down to the fact of, like I say, if you're not mature to have the conversations outside of just the fun, sexy parts of sex, you shouldn't be having sex at all, to be honest. Right. And, and um, I feel like, you know, when you were talking about your, um, you know, your tribe and you being open and honest and having those um, those conversations, you know, like all the time, I feel that um, that really coincides with like cuckolding from all the couples that I've heard on Venus's podcast and all the couples that you hear on Moan talking about mm-hmm. their cuckolding and dynamic, um, their dynamic relationships, that they're always communicating, you know, verbally with one another, um, just checking in on each other's like mental health because, you know, like as a, as a cuck, like it can, be, it can take a mental toll on you, you know? And I guess like as a, as a woman, um, a female dominant woman in that relationship, you know, you want to make sure that your partner isn't like being fully degraded, you know, he still, unless, you know, he, he enjoys that type right. of um, particular, you know, uh, role, but it, it I, I definitely can see where polyamory and um, cuckolding definitely are like synonymous, synonymous at, at, at times. Miss um, Sapphire, like, uh, what do you feel like are some of the benefits of your polyamory relationship with your partner and your tribe and how do you feel like has that made you like a like a better just a better person overall you know it's crazy i i never thought that i would find love especially after the first and only other relationship i ever had in my life was right after graduation from college back in 2012 um i dated a woman who I thought was down, you know, at the beginning, it was cool that her girlfriend worked in the porn industry in radio and was a boss ass bitch. But then once we sealed the relationship and it was no longer just like a sexual relationship, um, she became very controlling. We were very toxic for each other, you know, and she was a lesbian. I was still very much a very bisexual woman. Like I was fucking a lot of more men at the time than I was with women. And I said, after our breakup of a year and a half, literally the next day after she broke up with me, it became one of those, like, it's either me or your career. And I was like, well, bye. (laughs) Like the fuck. And she, she at the time was in law school. So I was like, 
Mm. You're telling me as an established woman who is on the brink of her career at 22, it's you in law school or my career that is paying my bills and I live alone. Bye. <laughs> like we're done. <laughs> and literally the next day, I fucked a porn. I, I got some porn dick. Like the best porn dick. Got introduced to anal. <laughs> not my thing. Um, the whole shebang. And after that, I, I vowed from 24 until about 25 when I was on my, my whole phase. Um, I was not going to fall in love. I'll, I'll fall in lust with you, but I'm nobody. I'm not going to get into a relationship. Like, fuck relationships. Fuck love. And when I became 25 and met Suit and Tie, I always say and joke around like he fucked it all up. <laughs> like he is literally the exception when it comes to male attention. Um, as you both know, very openly on Moan, I tell people like I'm not really attracted to men at this point. I have fucked every prototype of man to the point where I'm like, I'm good. So how does that come in involved with polyamory? Um, the people that I have a very loving relationship, my tribe and and polyamory in general and being in the lifestyle um, it got me in tuned with the ability to love and to freely just like start seeing the things that others see in me. Cause I'm very, very hard on myself. And I don't know if that's because I'm an only child. I'm an Aries. I'm very hardworking. I'm never satisfied with episodes of my podcast that I put out, but you know, it's my earbuds, my fan base, you know, the people I interview that, really just make it easy for me to say like, thank you. I love myself today. And polyamory has really helped, you know, see different levels of love. You know, the love that I have for my sir is a little bit different than I have with my girlfriend. My girlfriend and I, we're not going to get married to each other, but I love that woman to death because she makes me vulnerable. She makes me feel sexy and it's really hard to even find friendships in women where you can cry openly and just spill your heart. I feel like women in general are harsh on each other, even in friendships. And she has never made me feel threatened. And that's the same with her boyfriend. Again, men kind of make me feel uncomfortable at this point. And it's not because I've been molested or anything like that. It's just the fact that a lot of men only see an aspect of me being sexual, working in the adult industry, and that's it. I'm just a pair of tits and ass to them. But these men, they make me feel powerful. They make me feel seen and heard. Not to mention, I'm the only black um, partner in the circle. Oh, My <clears throat> male partners are white. My girlfriend is Latinx. And especially at the pivotal pivotal moment of 2020. It was a very interesting conversation to have about having a black partner in a time where we're not really being seen and heard still this day. So to have that type of support of partners who went to marches and, you know, checked in on me frequently, especially when, during COVID, we didn't, my, my girlfriend and her boyfriend and I, we could not see each other for almost six months. That really changed the game for me. And it has helped me 
communicate my wants and needs, especially with my mental health. So that's been the biggest takeaway for polyamory is that I I know now to how to express myself and how to love myself. It's something I'm still learning every day, but that being in that lifestyle and, and being with my tribe, they have really helped me overcome a lot of insecurities. Hey, did you know that there's a -a one-of-a-kind matchmaking service for cuckolding and female-led relationships? Venus Connections is a private service for single men and single women who want a loving cuckolding relationship. And now there's a new separate FLR program too. There's no scrolling through profiles or sharing photos with members. It's totally private. And the dates are blind dates too. Included in the program is a three-week course and an interview with me. So join now at venusconnections.com and use the code TOPTIER2024 for 40% off the top 1% membership. That's venusconnections.com. Make 2024 the year that you get the relationship of your dreams. That's amazing. I love that so much. And I think about I had um I had a a guest on the on my show, I think it was this year or last year, I can't remember, where um she's been married with her husband for a long time and in this cuckolding relationship for a long time. And she is or has fallen in love with her bull and um her husband is so like happy for her. he's just they have such a solid relationship and I wonder if it is about that kind of wanting different kinds of love for the person who you love it is is this this kind of a compersion thing right yes I was just about to say that's that's exactly what compersion is where you are mutually happy for your partner's other partnerships or situations you know um does that take a certain person to be able to do that? It really, it really does because, you know, as I said earlier, jealousy can very much happen in polyamory. For me, I have realized that jealousy comes for me with time spent. If I'm not included in certain dates, I get jealous. Mm-hmm. You know, if I feel like I'm not getting enough attention, even though I see my sir every day because we live together. Coming out of COVID and still, you know, we're very much like following the protocols. You know, we mask up when we travel and stuff like that. We make sure that whoever he's dating is up to, you know, that they're tested because we also work in the adult, in the adult industry, but in the Hollywood industry, which still very much tests for COVID. Um, we make sure that we're keeping everybody safe and even our partners, my girlfriend and her boyfriend, we too follow the protocols and we try not to mess with people who may compromise that. So I do get jealous sometimes if I'm not included in dates or, um, you know, if I feel like the attention is not met, but I have slowly been overcoming that with therapy and, you know, relearning to take myself out on dates especially if I don't have a date lined up, I take myself on dates or I, you know, rest, which is very hard for me to do, but 
it's workaholic. I feel like you're a workaholic. <laughs> I work from 5.30 in the morning until 8 o'clock at night during the week. And then I'm now in voiceover. So on the weekends, if I'm not podcasting, I'm voice acting. So my schedule is crazy. But also um, what helps is having partners who are also just as busy. Um, Miss Sapphire, you were talking about the jealousy. Um, how does your sir or your other boyfriend in your tribe um like uh i guess make sure that you are you know that your relationship is secure with 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 can i say ben with with ben okay yeah um how does ben make you feel secure like even though we're there we're in this big dynamic this tribe you're still my my number one you know what's crazy um up until two years ago, we didn't think about getting married. And the fact that he made it known that our relationship was so much different that he was like, I'm taking myself out of my own comfort zone because up until you, I never had a vision of getting married and having children. That's why I entered polyamory. Oh, But once he moved in with me, once we started getting more comfortable with each other, I now know, oh God, this makes me very emotional. I now know that this man truly does love me because yeah. he has seen a lot of ugly sides of myself. Like I, I struggle with um, extreme depression and anxiety and he has seen a lot of me that a lot of people don't get to see day in and day out. Yeah. So the fact that he sees children with me that he sees you know us getting married and still practicing polyamory after kids and getting married that's really strong and so he makes me feel like the only woman in the room even if there are multiple women in the room you know it's just he is a very generous kind-hearted understanding and patient man oh my god Oh, my God. I want to cry, too. Um, <laughs> that's amazing. <clears throat> so I think that that that's the that's the pillar that you have to have, I guess, when it comes to polyamory is that really solid relationship. Right. Where this yeah. person knows you inside and out, like every every which way they know you. Mm -hmm. And even, you know, my girlfriend and her boyfriend who, you know, sometimes I would say he is my boyfriend. I mean. Michelle and David, um, I love them dearly. And again, it's the same thing. They're very patient with me. And anytime that we see each other, and sometimes we can go months without seeing each other. I don't have to call my girlfriend every day. I don't have to text David every day to know that we love each other in our own way. And that you know, when we do see each other, we pick up right where we where we left off. It's there's never an awkward moment. But again, that comes with the power of uh, feeling secure, secure, um, checking in and just acknowledging, you know, how you feel about someone. And that's really hard to find, I feel, even after these trying times that we've been having. Um, in society, it's very hard for people to be vulnerable and vulnerability to me is very sexy 
but it's very important. If you can't be vulnerable with me, I can't have you in my circle. I feel like it's sexy too. Oh my God. I love having these conversations with like, if I'm with um, someone, a bull or whatever, and I'm sit down and have like the most open conversations about sex with them. And they're just like, this is refreshing. (laughs) It is. It's very refreshing. It's different. I will say it's very different because believe it or not, y'all, like I don't have a lot of friends. Like I really don't have a lot of friends anymore. And so it's kind of like, you know, you're not supposed to say like your, your partner is your best friend, but my tribe, they are my best friends. You know, they are my support group. And I do have friends who are not in the lifestyle at all. Girls that I've um, gone to college with, two in particular, they're always like, you have the best life. <laughs> like, <laughs> what, what's going on with these dates and stuff? Like, I could tell them about, you know, my sexcapades and give them dating advice. And those are my 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 horror gals. Shout out to them. And it's nice that, you know, again, we're also in entertainment that we can all just see each other for what we are and and be supportive. But I kind of like the intimacy now. I have a big family. I don't need a big friend squad, to be honest. Um, Miss Sapphire, do you think you you were talking about marriage, um, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe later on down the line. Do you think about like your honeymoon, like how that would be? Like, would it be like your sex tribe included with in, in your honeymoon? Oh, like, question. like how would that? Like, do you think about that? Like, do you guys you know talk what? about it? Um. So we haven't talked about. I mean, we have a plan for the marriage. Um. But I can't divulge that because if I do, <laughs> I got you. It would ruin, it would ruin everything. That <laughs> but all I know is that the way that I told people is like. When you see something, RSVP and don't can't like don't don't cancel. That's all I'm gonna say. You know. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah, don't that's cancel. something you better make sure you attend. Like, a- yeah. <laughs> I'm a horror enthusiast, so you know, I, I the people that do know they they know certain things, but they don't know when anything. As far as like the honeymoon aspect, aspect that's funny. I actually never thought about that, but now since you said that, it would be interesting to do that. Um, <laughs> like traveling together, um, I guess it would just have to matter of like if the Google Calendar sync up. <laughs> um, but it's funny because uh, a couple weeks ago, um, it and Cuck next door knows I went on vacation. I just actually got back from Mexico not too long ago um, with my my sir. And it was just him and I. And one of my coworkers, not in the lifestyle at all, he's one of the DJs I report traffic for. He had asked, he was like, oh, so is your whole tribe coming or, you know, do they get jealous? I'm like, no, we, we travel together. We travel separate. They do their thing. And I'm like, honestly, I didn't know that it was just going to be the sir and I. It was originally supposed to be a family vacation. It was going to be my sir and I and then my parents. But my parents had to dip out for some personal reasons. And at the last minute, my dad's like, well, if you want to bring some friends, do it. But it was too late of a notice. Like both Michelle and David are very busy with work and it was just too complicated. So we already have said we're going to do a tribe date, you know, somewhat. So we we always keep each other in mind for future endeavors and all that. That's always been a thing. We love traveling together. We just love hanging, hanging out. And most of sometimes it's not 
all about sex. Now, do we have sex, honey? <laughs> it's a damn porno. It's probably the best porno y'all will ever never see. <laughs> so the honeymoon thing, I'm gonna have to bring that up for sure. I'm definitely gonna have to bring that up. <laughs> um, you you taught you mentioned a little bit about uh talk talking to someone from work about your tribe or discussing mm-hmm. that. Um, how? Like, how did you, in the beginning, explain this to people? You live a very kind of, like, interesting life, so I have a feeling that people surrounding you are not going to be surprised to know that you're in a poly relationship, right? (laughs) It's always not taboo anymore, though, is it? You know, yes and no. Yes and no. So I definitely live my life unapologetically, and I'm very fortunate that being in radio especially – I think people are a little bit more understanding, you know, and and less biased. I would like to say that, but there have been um, radio jobs in my career where I think that's probably the reason why I got fired and they had to find other excuses Mm -hmm. calling me lazy, but I'm actually not lazy. Um, I'm always working. Venus knows this because it took us forever to schedule each other to get an interview in. So with that said, um, it's very interesting when I do bring it up. So sometimes it just comes up and I don't even realize it. And then I see the look on my coworkers' faces. They're like, wait a second, you have a girlfriend? I was like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm polyamorous. You know, I just kind of toss it in. And then when people ask me like, oh, what's polyamory? Then I get perked up and I'm like, well, let me tell you. Um, do do people like, not know what it is? Like I've, I'm yeah, feeling pretty much everybody knows now, right? Some people do, some people don't. Some people think it's swinging, and then I have to correct them. I'm like, oh no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Let me sit you down. Let me sit you down and and give you a little, you know, quick run through. But even um, my family, um, believe it or not, my family on both sides. My parents are um, both together, been together for many fucking years. Um, <laughs> they they know, and until a very recent like open and honest conversation with my mother especially like my dad understands it my 96 year old grandmother gets it um and it's funny because i've uh said this before i've come out many times in my life i've come out about me being bisexual me being a lesbian me being polyamorous because sometimes they do listen to the non-sexual radio shows my parents have heard my my debuts on college radio and on Playboy once. <laughs> One time before, and then we're like, okay, Megan, mm, cut. Mm, no, we love you, but mm, really, did you have to say that? <laughs> but it, it's been interesting because um, up until recently, my mother and I really didn't see eye to eye about my lifestyle, like the polyamorous thing. You know, we, we did kind of butt heads of a the sanctity of marriage, she said. And literally earlier in July, I, you know, revisited it. And we talked about it very honest, very candidly. And I just told her, I was like, I want you to know that all my life, I know that you've never really liked my friends. You know, the ones that mattered, you you do like. And the ones that didn't, you never cared for. And, you know, you had to teach me that I will one day see the light 
that sometimes friends are shit. And when I brought Ben around, instantly, my entire family loves him. And the family members who are a little bit more religious, you know, it's kind of like, bye. But the (laughs) ones who do matter in my life, um, especially my cousins, they're like my siblings, especially my younger uh, cousins. Those are my babies. They all understand the deal. They have met, you know, my, my partners and they understand the deal that Ben will be my husband and that my girlfriend will always be in my life and that I am loved. I am protected. And that's all my parents have ever wanted for me was to feel loved and protected. And I said, you know, mom, I know maybe at this time you don't want to meet her, but I think you would really love my girlfriend. You you will see and understand um, why I am the way I am. You know, I'm, I'm gay and that that is the exception, but all you've ever wanted me to feel is love and protection. And I get that from both aspects. And Ben, he has his other relationships. He has another girlfriend who is married. And while her and I did not work out, we dated each other for a while. I'm still very much in her life. And we have a family. You know, we have an extended family in this group. And we will protect the sanctity of marriage. It's just going to look like a different dynamic than you and daddy. And I think she started to see the light after that, after the conversation, because now it's it's more open and free. And so I'm hoping, hoping um, my girlfriend will make a, a debut with my entire family for the holidays this year. We shall see. Nice. Um, Miss Seth, I got a question for you. When, you know, when you're out with your tribe or you and Ben are out or you and your girlfriend are out, do people approach you guys to like join your dynamic like how does like how do you um vet people who you may want to bring in like people like you may think somebody's hot but ben might not think somebody is like good looking or like are, mm-hmm. is kind of uneasy about bringing this person into the into the tribe into the dynamic so how do you guys like vet people like who may want to link up with you guys may want to play with you guys Um, most of the time it's, it's all with a check-in. Um, it's usually not like on the spot, you know, sometimes we may bring, you know, people that my, like Ben has brought people that he thinks I might be interested in to play, um, to social settings. I've gone bowling with some people. I've gone to Renaissance fair because we're nerds (laughs) or, you know, do Halloween-esque, uh, escapades together and, you know, kind of feel the vibe. I'm a vibe seeker, but also um, I'm very particular, again, of who enters my body. Um, so most of the time, like I said, Ben is a whore when it comes to uh, ladies. He, he loves the ladies. Um, and so some women that he thinks that I might be interested, like now he kind of knows like my my type. And so he will say like, oh, you know, this girl that I played with, she's very interested, but I already know it's going to be a no for you. <laughs> kind of thing and same with my girlfriend like um she mostly dates uh men so her and david they don't see each other as like uh primaries we actually don't use the terms what they call primary or anchor but in the outside 
world of polyamory, anchor and and um, primary partner is what you would see out of the dynamic, meaning like that's your first, your your rock, everything. Ben is my anchor, you know, but again, I don't like the terminologies because then that becomes a hierarchy thing. And I don't believe in that, you know. Um, so when it comes to like introducing new partners, most of the time it's in a social setting or lifestyle setting. And it's kind of like I feel the vibes and that's how I do the vetting. But most of, yeah. Oh, no, I was going to. Um, I have one more question. Um so I know you're like, you know, a lot of uh, adult film stars, adult actress, actors and actresses. Yeah. Do they ask, <laughs> do they like, do they um say like, hey, Saf, do you want to join like our Hollywood porn uh, orgy setting or this big like, <laughs> you know, it's like, how does how does that work like there there have been inquiries. <laughs> okay there have been inquiries but i have not brought ben into them mm. i have yet to bring ben into them um there's one adult star in particular um that i call my wifey we have never played with each other at all um but i know that they have told me because when i bring them around there have been some inquiries from other adult stars, like, would they be down? And, you know, she tells them, yeah, but they look so, like they think that we're so unapproachable to like say, do you want to fuck? I guarantee you people listening. If I've, if I'm vibing with you, you will know. And that's the signal. Like, please. Yes. Cause especially with women, Ben is, is my wingman. I don't secure the pussy. He secures the pussy. For me. <laughs> <laughs> I am so nervous when it comes to women. I don't know what it is, but I live my best sex life either way with women where I'm like, wow, how did, how did you get in my bed? <laughs> like, have you looked at yourself? And I'm like, yeah, but I, I don't get it. I don't get it. But I guess I make ladies feel comfortable. <laughs> I can definitely understand that. <laughs> I, when you were saying like if I, like you know people think I'm unapproachable, I'm like, how is that possible? You, do, you seem like the most approachable person. I'm anyway. super approachable. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so before we wrap up, I want to just get your opinion. What's your advice for maybe like top three um, pieces of advice for mm -hmm. couples who are thinking cuckolding couples who are thinking about incorporating polyamory into their relationship where should they start where should they go well, what should one, they do what should they not do yes one <laughs> make sure that your home is secure okay if your relationship is already on the rocks and you brought cuck holding to fix it and then you want to bring polyamory to fix it even more that home is split mm -hmm. okay and i tell this to to all couples, you got to make sure that your relationship is so airtight and so A1 that when you introduce yourself to a polyamorous individual or polyamorous couple, that the communication is clearer than a glass of water. I hope that makes sense to your audience. Two, make sure you get tested. I can't even tell you how many times I've talked to cuckolding couples monogamous couples who want to get into polyamory or swinging and they have never got tested because, oh, well, they're the only partner I have sex with. Newsflash, 
STDs and STIs do happen even if you're monogamous. And I put that with air quotes because people lie. <laughs> yes, air, qu- air quotes yeah. are needed. <laughs> air quotes are needed. So getting tested is extremely important, not just in polyamorous lifestyles, but in all sexual lifestyles. Get tested and be prepared to have those conversations like people like myself who have HSV or who have a history of, you know, any type of sexual health, you know, get ready to have those conversations. Because again, in polyamory, especially transparency is everything. And that brings it down to the third thing. Be ready to be vulnerable, transparent, get ready to overcome a lot of obstacles that you thought you never were going to endure. They're going to come with that. You know, some people don't handle jealousy well, but they start finding different ways in communication to open it up more. Okay. You're going to find yourself jealous at one point, but you're going to have to realize that and recognize that and be vocal. That brings in the transparency part. You're going to have to be transparent with your partner and not just put your partner first, but put yourself first too. I hear a lot of couples in cuckolding, especially where they always say, well, I'm doing this for my wife because my wife wants to do this. What about you? What do you want to do? Are you really comfortable in seeing your wife fuck another person? Better yet, what if your wife doesn't want to bring you in the bedroom to sit in the corner and watch and she's going to go off and have a date, you know, somewhere else or have a weekend or a vacation for an extended time? Are you going to be 100% okay with that? Also, I don't believe in this whole OPP thing, one penis, one pussy policy. That's not polyamory. Wait, what is okay. that? What is that? Where, where in polyamory, I've heard these couples, and I don't believe they're polyamorous at all. That's someone who's trying to put rules in a relationship that is just fucking bullshit. Where they say, oh, you can date. Oh, you're bisexual. Well, my dick is the only dick you're fucking in this polyamorous relationship. But I can have all the pussy in the world. Oh, I can wait. fuck whoever I want. That's That's the one penis, one pussy policy. And I don't believe that in polyamory. I don't believe that in any type of lifestyle where free love is given. Yeah. You know, because now you're limiting someone's sexual interests. The sir knows I kind of have a one pussy policy or one penis policy, but that's my chosen thing, Mm -hmm. you know, or two penis policy because the other only man that I do fuck is David. Um, But with that said, I'm not going to limit my man to say this is the only pussy you're fucking like, please go have sex with my girlfriend. Please go have sex with other women. But if she if I feel a vibe and this has happened many times or not many times, but a few times where he has gone out on a date and I meet the girl and I'm like, I don't like her. But she's cool. A couple months later, you were right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it's like. I'm not going to dictate who my partners fuck, you know, I'm not going to dictate that, but I'm also not going to lie to my, myself and my feelings and not let my partners know I'm uncomfortable. Right. So be transparent at all times. Um, Venus, before you shut down, I got a quick question for you, Miss Seth. Um, you said Ben is like pretty dominant, right? Miss Seth? Not pretty. He is very, that okay. is my dog. he is very dominant. Um, are there like, and I've, I've heard you on moan, you know, like, um, you could be pretty dominant as well. And I know guys like kind of want to submit to you as well. (laughs) So 
do like and you're in the adult industry so i'm sure like submissive guys come up to you have cucks came up to you wanting to submit to you know um be a cuck as within you and ben's relationship at at all like you know the discussion of cuckolding from what I last experienced, it's not something that the sir and I are necessarily interested in. Um, we're interested in a lot of aspects. Like we, we definitely like, he knows I would like two men in the room kind of thing, but the only way that would necessarily happen is if they are like a femboy, B O I or, mm. uh, so, so like you fucking him with a strap on, some, I would never, I will never fuck Ben with a strap on. No, ben, no, I mean, I mean the the femboy, like uh, you fucking yeah. the femboy. Like I would fuck the femboy, and he would fuck the femboy. You know, back oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but um, as far as like cuckolding, I've definitely had guys individually ask me, um, you know, for that. But I, I also am very clear. Like, I respect the cuckolding community, but it's not something that I put on my lifestyle list. I I love talking to y'all because (laughs) there's a lot of uh, interesting parallels to polyamory, which I like to introduce to the cuckolding community. But as far as like me practicing cuckolding, no, that's, I refer people, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) I refer, like, I don't, I, that's my limitation. Cuckolding facilitator. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) As far as like dominating, um, I've been approached over the years. I've definitely dominated guys on the airwaves. Those who have stuck long enough with me back in vivid radio, they know because they still talk to this day of how I've donned them on air and even dommed them on moan. You've been in spaces, Huckening store where I have dommed some men <laughs> in the room and I, I love it. Um, I wouldn't call myself a dominatrix. I'm a sex enthusiast and educator at the end of the day. But it's something I'd be open to, you know, but I would never take somebody's money and, and call myself a dominatrix. There there are sex workers for that. And at the end of the day, I'm just a sex enthusiast and entertainer. That's it. <laughs> I love that. I so love what you said about making sure that your relationship is completely solid and being transparent and checking in. Actually, like people should write that on their calendars. Like, yeah, Friday Mm -hmm. after work, we're going to sit down, have a glass of wine together, and we're going to check in on our relationship. I love that. Even if you think you have nothing to talk about, just check in. I think that's so great. Um, I'm so happy to have you on the show because I had a friend. He's Oh, I have a friend who was in a, a poly relationship and it sounded quite complicated. And I asked him, like, how easy is it to kind of incorporate this kind of relationship? And he was like, it's not easy. It's complicated. So I've always been like, OK, well, I know that I know that it's, it can be tricky. And it sounds like there's several things, pillars that need to be in place in order to have like a solid foundation for this kind of relationship. And I love the advice that you you gave for people. Mm-hmm. Um but it sounds like if this works for you it, and that the rewards can be amazing. Like it just, I love that idea of having different kinds of love in your yes. life and how beneficial that can be for a person. Polyamory is work. Okay. It's work. 
you think being in a relationship with just one person is hard, try having a relationship with more than one person. Trying to schedule with calendars, work schedules, sickness, family things. It's work. It's a lot of work. And then on top of that, you look at the date calendar because, you know, the Google calendar, as you know, I show people and I can even take a screenshot so, as an example, my entire months are filled. OK, like I know right now for a fact, my sir is at a D&D Dungeons and Dragons meeting with his non-sexual friends <laughs> you know, that I'm in a meeting like this is our schedule, like our calendar is filled for the month of July. And then I share that calendar with my girlfriend. So she knows like I'm out of town. I'm in the interview. I'm doing this. I'm doing that, that and this. Oh, that's handy. You just share your calendar with them. Our calendars, you know, we share calendars, we share dates, you know, all that. So if you're not willing to put in the work in one relationship, but you think you can handle polyamory with multiple people, again, it's not for you. And it's, it's okay. It's okay to have the fantasy of having sex with multiple people. There are other different lifestyles that you can explore. Swinging, going into the open relationship category. But with polyamory, you're going to work a little harder because, again, they are relationships that can sometimes be open, sometimes be closed, but it's a relationship at the end of the day. So if you're willing to do the work, if you're willing to be vulnerable and put that communication to handy use and not put your partner's needs, but also your needs on the forefront, try it. And I'm always open, you know. Listeners of Venus, I am always open to talk, especially on the Monap and, (laughs) you know, everywhere else you can find me. Yeah. So where can people learn more about you and find your podcast and all that stuff? So Sapphire's Earplay is my podcast. Um, You can find it virtually on every podcast platform possible. Go to Ms. Radio Sapphire. That's M-S-R-A-D-I-O-S-A-P-P-H-I-R-E dot com. Ms. Radio Sapphire and Sapphire's Earplay on Instagram. Again, um, I know Venus is going to put up my link, uh, my link tree. So everything that you need to get connected with me, you can go right there. There's a message box box on my website. Utilize that. I answer back. Um, and you can catch me on the Mona. That's mostly where I'll be right now. Mm-hmm. Um, as many may know, SAG-AFTRA is on strike and I'm in solidarity and I am not doing any new episodes of Sapphire's Earplay um, after the 30th of July. Uh, I'm sticking to my guns in solidarity until the deals are met, but I will be on the Moan app a little bit more and scheduling some more chats, maybe popping into Cuck Next Door's room, <laughs> my, my work sections when I'm supposed to be reporting traffic, but I always show up <laughs> and, and I always love popping up into Venus's chats in between my on-air uh, business as well. So I, I will be more frequent on the Moan app, which is also under Ms. Radio Sapphire. That's amazing. Well, I have learned so much. No, really, I'm not bullshitting. I have learned so much in this episode. You have been such a great guest. I'm so, so glad to have you on the show. Thank you so much for joining me. And thank you to Cuck Next Door for co-hosting today. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. This was, this was a lot of fun. This was definitely a lot of fun. Miss Sapphire, um, best, best pussy, prettiest pussy, civilians or, or porn? (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Quick, quick. (laughs) <laughs> it's all pussy. All pussy. All pussy. All pussy. Okay. 
Best, <laughs> best, best dick, civilian or porn? My man's dick. Mm. <laughs> My man's dick and David's dick. Those are a glorious <laughs> Uh, thank, thank you, Venus. Thank you, Miss Sapphire, for letting me come on. Definitely, and you know, you guys could always catch me on on Moan. I'm on Twitter as well. Um, my at is uh, nasty as they come. C U M. Um, but it's a uh, cuck next cuckold next door as well. So I'm not sure how you could you know look it up on the search bar. Um, either nasty as they come or cuck next cuckold next door. You could you could find me on there. Yes, and I will be linking his handle in the show notes for today, too. Thank, thank you so much, both of you. Thank, thank you, thank you. you. It's been fun. It's been fun. Thank you so much. That's going to be it for today's show. Make sure you go to venuscuckoldress.com. That's where you can check out the events page. You can also check out the private podcast. You can book one-to-one chats with me, as well as uh, register for the Helpful Cuck Tier uh, podcast supporter group or the Friends with Benefits tier as well. Lots of perks and benefits for supporting the show. That's the reason why I can do what I do full time. So thank you to everybody who supports the show. Big love to you. That's going to be it for today. Make sure you follow me on Twitter. My handle is at V. We'll see you next time. believe it's been four years since I first started this podcast. And looking back, I had no idea that this would be my full-time job. I love the work that I do. And it's because of you, the listeners, and your support that I'm able to do this. So right now, if you join the Helpful Cuck tier, you get tons of benefits. My favorite ones are the private one-to-one chat every month. You also get access to my private Snapchat group. Weekly live hangouts with me on Crowdcast. I love those. And you get juicy bonus episodes. There's key holding. There's video replays of the Pillow Talk events. And there's also access to my private community on the Moan app. So join right now. You can use the promo code CUCKLOVE2024 for 15% off your Helpful Cuck membership at venuscuckoldress.com.